Who is it? Hoya majokta. Hoya matalo. She went shopping. Hoya marketi mado. Haba habiba kuti mitkude. Okay, haba. Yo, wakwan. Assalamu alaikum. Damanti nukuso dabada. And welcome to Hoya Matana podcast. I'm Lee, short for Liban. I'm Sam, short for Samata. This is about take. What one hundred and one? That's about one hundred and one, but <laughs> but yeah, now nah, we're we're yeah, finally here. It, finally, man. It took us a long time to get this off the ground. To be honest, like yeah. we probably started talking about this about two years ago, yeah. but yeah, we're we're finally here, man. Start of a uh, start of the rodeo, you know. Start of the rodeo, man. Start of the journey, man. Literally, it's cracking. It's 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 the beginning of you know um. Like it's not always easy to get an idea off the ground and and you know Definitely. like just click that record button. Yeah. Like it, we we pondered on it for for some time and um, obviously there were circumstances that were out of our control. Yeah. One being you living in Poland. Yeah. So yeah, now nah, you you've been back for how long now? Yeah, I've been back for a year now. Um, you know, I left uh, July twenty nineteen or so. I went there actually for work and um, yeah. Yeah, July 2019, I'm supposing. Yeah, I think. July 20, yeah, oh, July yeah, 2019. It was right. definitely around that period. Yeah, so, uh, no, actually, sorry, excuse me. It's actually July 2020. And then I came back now. I, no, sorry, actually. I left July 2019 and came back July 2020. So it's literally a year itself. So I've been back now. Well, it's coming up to a year now. So, yeah, man, it's been. Are, are you sure? Cause yeah, I'm quite sure. I, I, I'm trying to remember that time. Yeah, like no, I know it's actually 100. percent sure it was July 2019. Um, left Poland, Krakow, uh, 2020, because it was the pandemic was still, you know, running down there too. So, um, yeah, I've been back now here for more or less a year now. Yeah, no, the like, I remember the 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 one. There was one time where I came to see you. Yeah, yeah. It was late at night, and we was kind of having a conversation, and I realized you were the only person that I could probably start a podcast with. Yeah. So I think after that, after that, um, after I came to visit you, I flew to Denmark. Yeah. And during that, like, th- that plane journey, like, it was just me by myself. I was just thinking, pulled out my phone, and I just started drafting stuff down in the notes. And I kind of, yeah, we, we was just kind of waiting for you to come back, really. Yeah, you know what? You came down. You was on a little Euro tour, to be honest, going around everywhere. Um, so you came down to me, actually, I think it was around December. Yeah, you did come down to me for three days or so. And what happened was um, it was a late night, actually. We had, you know, heart-to-heart talks and everything else. We had um, fruitful conversations, as the Somali uh, politicians tend to say or tweet, you know, when uh, they get delegation down. Don't know what that means or whatever it might, you know, whatever they might have spoken about but yeah definitely um it was actually really good and uh, for you to draft it down and everything you know everything starts off an idea first and foremost an idea but then it comes down to you know when you start to do make the planning stages now when you do the planning stages of the actual pod coming up with a name what the production might look like what the content's going to be about i think the best thing is that we agreed on what the type of content hopefully is going to be 100 percent the most generic things and definitely yeah yeah listen th- i'll say this explicitly yeah this is not one of those 50k mehel podcasts or are somalis arabs like that's not the ca- type of content so if you want that type of content then yeah th- this ain't it 
I, I want to say off the rip, literally. Yep. Listen, if you're looking for those kind of you know content, there's there's probably loads of different productions out there. So one is that talk about it, or wherever that might be, or whether it might be threads on Reddit, or wherever the hell they uh, no, go no, back no. and forth. So <laughs> do you know what? Yeah, you know go, what I mean? go on Clubhouse. Like, on Clubhouse, you, you'll, you'll yeah. catch a lot of that talk you on catch Clubhouse. Loads of that talk, but definitely, um, I think ours is a bit more different, more structured. I'd say, uh, definitely, we wanted to have more fruitful conversations, and you know. Um, conversations that mostly champion um, our communities, especially in diaspora, and we tend to have great role models. But the thing is that they're not highlighted as much as we tend to see. Is more the negative side of things 100%. that are you know seen more when it comes to the diaspora. When people talk about yeah, um, there's there's you know loads of Somalis doing bad things, whether it's to do with drugs or whatever else it might be. So yeah, we're 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 seen in more negative, you know, limelight. But then again, I think there's so much going on within our communities that we're doing such great things, whether it's to do with business, tech, there's loads of, you know, people in the medical fields and these are things that you definitely want to highlight and I definitely would add to the fact that there is loads of different um communities out there that do things from the ground up and you know really are engaging within the community so that's definitely something that we're going to highlight you know definitely down to several different episodes i think social mobility is going to be one of those yeah 100 no, percent. and w- what we're going to do is try and have like like different type of guests on that yeah, will you know like that, that can give insight into their professions or just help us understand certain topics like in approaching certain topics i, I think that's definitely one thing that we highlight we we don't want to be the go-tos to topics that we have no knowledge about and i i see so many people talk about you know when they talk about community aspects when they have no knowledge about it but i think it's better to bring down people with certain expertise that know you know when it comes down to mental health people that are involved in communities initiatives whatever that might be and i think those are the ones that we're going to benefit the most from hundred percent. Definitely, that's one but thing. But one down. thing being an example is, for instance, like you did uh, mentoring for a short period. Yeah. So, like, you can obviously talk about your experiences and the kind of conversations that you had, your observations, and what you picked up from that. You know. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was actually mentoring in a in a school, secondary school, and uh, this was in Hansu actually. And the best, I think, that's probably one of the best experiences I had. I had. I had about 10 Somali kids actually and what it was is these kids were on the brink of being you know excluded now I was with him about I'd say about seven months or so so after seven months or so we we drafted a plan and say how can we intercept them from not being excluded and putting into the pipeline of you know they call this a pipeline of going into you know um going to being kicked out and once you kicked out you you go into so many different avenues whether it's to do with drugs or other kind of you know activities so what i realized was after those 10 after i said about them seven six seven months or so that i was with those kids i saw a very big change and this was down to having you know positive representation and sitting down with them and actually understanding of what the needs are no 100 percent. and and as the season goes on when we do get to to, yeah, to, to that kind of episode then like you'd have a lot to bring on like bring to that episode yeah yeah definitely those those that's definitely going to be one of those i think mentoring an episode on mentoring positive influence within our communities and how does that impact the the youth itself 
And I think that's definitely going to be an episode where we're going to be highlighting a lot of things. And with that's that's definitely we're going to have a great guest on, hopefully, to yeah. talk about different aspects. Yeah, with with this introductory episode, I kind of just like obviously wanted to just explain about, um, give an insight to you know like our relationship. You know, like for instance, me me and you obviously went to the same school. Yeah. You was a year ahead of me, yeah. you know, and um, yeah, like we knew each other for a long time. Yeah, and but. I think what about would you say about four years ago we kind of grew closer together? Yeah, I'd say about um four years or so. But this was due to the fact that the wees was actually living quite yeah we was about close to each other. Yeah, it was about a road from each other. So we we sing <laughs> of each other a lot more. But then again, at the same time, we was playing for the same team. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I you forgot about, about that. It, yeah, yeah so oh, we, we was actually man. playing for the same team. I forgot about and that. And funny enough, you, you was actually the one that brought me into the team. Was that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you was actually. You brought me into the team. So think about it. We was now living. Are right away from each other. Yeah, you brought yeah. me onto the same team. We're kicking ball together too. So that's when the relationship started to flourish a little bit more. Um, you know, when you spend a lot more time together with each other. But um, going off the fact that what you just said now um, earlier on was, yeah, we did go to the same school. The experiences that we did have, you know, pretty similar. Like yeah. we we know a lot of the same type, but same yeah. people, and we've seen how you know a lot of people have turned out, grew up in the same ends. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Those are definitely things. Um, I think I think um, it's best to start off with um, what our journeys was like because um, I think there's a lot of uh, Somali Europeans, hundred percent, that moved from whether it's Scandinavia, um, whether it's to do with like whether they came from Holland, whether they came from um, um, the, yeah, yeah, various around, countries. Uh, but then they all they all came down to the UK more or less. So there's you know, it's like the UK has b- became a hub for different types of Li- wallets, you know what I mean? That wave from like yeah. the, the early 2000s, so yeah, about 2005. Early 2000s. So, um, yeah, what was it like for you when you first came? To be honest, um, I kind of, I was, in for, I was in for a shock when I came here. Like, I'll give an example. I think the first area we moved to was Kilburn. Yeah. But then we we moved to Southall. We was maybe in Kilburn for about a couple of weeks. Yeah. But then we moved to Southall and we settled. We was there for a couple of months. And I remember like where I've come from is like, it's like a little town, a little village. Yeah. Like j- just a few kilometers outside of a, you know, like a, a big town, yeah. a, a big city. And yeah? this in Denmark, right? In Denmark, yeah. yeah. And um, I remember seeing like a turban for the first time. Yeah. Literally. And I was shocked. I'd never seen a turban in, in, in Denmark before. Yeah. So, yeah, I just remember saying to my dad, like, like what's this? Who all these people? Because you know how Southall is. Southall yeah. is literally. You know what? I had the same experience because I came, I think it was in 2004, I came from Holland. So I came from a city called Utrecht. So it's like the fourth biggest city. So when I came down, I thought, you know, I actually settled in, I think it was in Southall. I was there for the first. I you think about six weeks or so. So funny enough, you just mentioned that you're using Southall too. Mad, mad. So I was there too. I was there for six weeks. But um, the thing was, um, like you just said, you came across um, um, a, a turban. So someone who's Sikh before. And as I was walking with my dad at that point, I must have said, Asalaamu Alaikum no <laughs> to, the, to the guy. So I was thinking, well, I'm not getting uh, uh, a, a just about a greeting back. So my dad was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. By the way, he's not Muslim, you know. So my dad had to give me a whole breakdown of what it was like. So then I realized, as I grew up, you know what? The UK is a lot more diverse than it was in, uh, in Holland. Hundred percent. So you got you got people from all, t- you know, types of backgrounds, really, you know, wherever that might be. So um, it was actually an eye opener. I'd say the biggest thing was more of a culture shock. 
to how people are living down here because I think the you when it comes to um the youth side of things anyways we tend to anyways how it was in Holland anyways we we we've got so many different playgrounds we've got so many activities to do and everything else so when I came down to the to London I was like so what do the kids do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. nothing to do. There's 100%. what? There's what? There's like a cage 100%. and there's a empty park. So what? What's there to do? Really, like, truly? Th- to be honest, like you highlighted it there. Like I'd say probably raising children and yeah. like growing up. Like I'd pref- I'd prefer to have you know like obviously not growing up here and uh, yeah, gr- yeah, think, growing think, up over there. Yeah, I think everyone, uh, a lot of people had the same sentiment actually. I think it was the first three days when I was in the UK. I, f- I told my mom straight take me back no no seriously i was like you know what there's nothing to do here it's so boring like kids down here they're mostly in the houses and everything 100%. Else. they're shacked up to do nothing 100 percent. you know what i mean everyone's playing like i think it was like what ps2 whatever down bro, at the it's, time. It, <laughs> that's it's how the long time. yeah so it's, it's nothing to do down there but 100%. then again in, when it was in holland we had a whole program for the summer so this whole program is down to like for people who take um a benefits or whatever that might be um we 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 received a so we we had our activities subsidized so whether it's swimming swimming would be like 20p or so 30p so it's really cheap but then it allows everyone else to actually go and swim or do these things or whether it came down to sports or you know face painting or so so it was really good so you had this whole thing of the whole summer was already pre-planned because they used to give us a booklet of all the activities throughout the summer but when i came down here it was more like yeah you had this uh youth center but it's youth center it's not much to do like yeah there's a few activities here and there but it's not always open the contrast yeah there's there's a big there's a big contrast like especially like with the community spirit you know how they say like um uh, what was that saying about you're you're raised by the village yeah yeah. that's what it's literally like over there like I remember I'd go out from early my mum can see me from the balcony Um, she knows who I'm playing with yeah everybody knows each other literally yeah that's definitely I I think a lot of people are gonna definitely agree with this whether they live in you know different European countries and this is probably I'd say really relatable in that sense where you know we we probably all lived in blocks 100 percent. but well i definitely did anyway when i first moved down here i was living in the house i was like well i've got a garden now yeah yeah so it's one of those so uh yeah we have we had all these things so literally i had my dad on the balcony just watching i come back in like 10 10 o'clock in the evening yeah that's the thing to be honest like that's the that's the major thing because like you could live like for instance in the UK now, yeah, I'll be honest with you. Like I can I live on a street, yeah. On the other side of the street there might be a Somali family. Yeah. But we don't really we're not integrated like that in terms yeah. of like we don't know each other like that. Whereas in in the block where I lived, every family knew each other. Yeah. Literally. Like everybody knew each other. Like whether it be it's, and that's not just a Somali community by the way. That's everybody else. You know the Bosnians. Yeah, the, the the Sri Lankans. Yeah. Everybody knew each other. With us too. We had the same thing where we had this as a whole community vibe. Like literally we just highlight a community spirit where we had um where the where the Turks, we had the Moroccans, Indonesian, people from Suriname, we had Somalis, we had all type of people. But everyone's like everyone's cool with each other. Everyone looks out for each other. It's not just like Somalis look for the Somalis kind of thing where everyone's just you know everyone's just chilling with each other but then 
what I realized the experiences, right? This is a big experience. My cousins, when they used to come over to me in, in Holland when I was living there, anyways, they had a great time because they're allowed to play what, outside. Your cousins yeah, from, from the UK? From the UK, when they okay. came down to to Holland to spend the summer of us, for example, they had a great time. They used to play outside all the time. They, so it's more to do with freedom, I'd say, you know, not having to. Well, like, what, what, do you, what do you think about it now? Like, like looking back, would you have, like, obviously you can reflect now. Do you go back to Holland? Like, do you still? You know what? I go, I go rarely actually now. I think when I was younger, I tend to go more frequent, but then that was then. Now it's a bit more different. I'd say it's more of a slower pace down there now. When you go there, it's proper like, it's not, there's not much to do, I'd say, as, a, as an adult. So are you happy, are you happy yeah, that your family made that decision? I think, I think definitely, that's, that's one thing I can definitely highlight is that um, looking back to everything else, that it's actually a positive thing that our parents moved us over here. But um, what would you say was the reason for your family moving over here? Do you know what? Yeah, I actually I asked my mum like recently. I asked her like what was because I kind of had an idea. I knew, but she just kind of confirmed it for me. Like it was literally because um, my dad was a translator over there, yeah. and you know S- Somali stopped coming in. You know, like after a few years and whatnot. So he literally was out of a job. So he yeah. he came over here in I think two thousand and three or four. Like a year before we came, yeah, and then kind of he found a job here and just decided, yo, just move. I need to move the family, so it's just an opportunity, like work in itself. Definitely, I, that's something I can agree with. I think um, my dad said the same thing. I think this is the early stages of you know the talks are going on and how our community actually went around it, which is actually funny. Is where we had the community center in Holland, and on Sundays is where everyone you know learns Quran and everything else, and uh, tuition goes on. So what happened is on one Sunday evening, everyone gathered around and said, you know what, all the Somalis, by the way, they came to a meeting and said, you know what, let's migrate to the UK. So, you know, they actually had a massive gathering and said, yo, let's let's all do this at one time. So funny enough, in 2004, I think it was between July to August, I'd say about 80% of the families that lived in the whole area moved out to the no UK, way. which is crazy. They moved to different cities, Leicester, Bristol, Birmingham, London, Sheffield, so all sorts of places. So it's not just that they all concentrated in London now, yeah. but they actually all spread it down. So I think that's down to the fact that they all had families living in all these different parts of the country itself. But I think one thing to highlight is definitely, I must have seen a documentary, I think, and they spoke about, um, actually a Dutch journalist came down, I think it was, uh, he went to Birmingham, I think it um, could have been small leaf or so, but he must have questioned everyone and said, what are the reasons for the Somalis that there was a mass influx of Somalis that moved from Holland to the UK? Yeah. And one of the major things they must have highlighted was the fact that there's opportunity for business. Okay. And Somalis are business-oriented. People were really into, you know, working for ourselves and everything else. So I think what they would said is that in Holland, it's so difficult to even open up a shop. And that's something I definitely understand. It's a lot of, you know, red tape involved, you know, there's a lot of barriers in order for you to even open up something. So when they came down to the UK, it was so easy for them to open everything up. Yeah. And this is probably down to the fact that there's already, you know, you're looking for a place to rent. There's an, a person, an Indian person, Pakistani person, whoever that might be, who who owns this property. And now he's subleasing to you, which is so easy. Yeah, yeah. So he's a migrant, another migrant in that sense. 100%. So that's definitely, I think, it made it so much easier in that sense. So, yeah, definitely. These are the things to highlight. Yeah, do you know what's funny? Funny enough that you say that, yeah. When I was last, like, 
I still go to I go to Denmark like yeah. at least once or twice a year just to kind of like like I use it like to get a break. So yeah. is the quality of life is much better over there. Like if you want to raise children or just in general the quality of life is I think it's even rated like top three, you know, like best countries to live in. Like yeah. so um I went over there recently and um there was a Pakistani shopkeeper that I met. Yeah. This was around I think around January, like New Year's Eve kind of yeah, New Year's Eve period. And he was a Pakistani shopkeeper who'd moved from I think he lived in Shepherd's Bush or Acton. And I asked him, it was it was very random, you know. Yeah, I, I just random, yeah. I bumped into him, he's a shopkeeper there. I asked him, Yo, like what what made you move over here? And he was just he was telling me literally the quality of life. Like he, he believes like obviously he's lived in the UK for a period yeah. and he believes that the best decision for him was to move his children over here. It's cleaner, you know, um, work life is is much better like they don't know what 12 hours is of work yeah, they, they don't yeah. know what 10 hours of work is yeah. you, you i agree there's a certain amount of hours that they work over there compared to probably here yeah so like that that's, so he just made the decision to move his family from the uk to to, to denmark no definitely that's something i agree but i think education plays a part in why we moved anyways i think it's it's so much easier to you know going to maybe university or so because I know in Holland anyways the barriers going to university is crazy back in them days anyways it was so I think one of those things was I think education played a big part in everything okay. for the decision anyways on my our side it was anyways where it was so much more easier I think the language too English being predominantly you know a major language in the world anyways so they were like yeah why not let's just move over and see where it takes us yeah, you know what? And alhamdulillah, they yeah, did, didn't it? Yeah, man, definitely. Man. Alhamdulillah, they did. Because, like, Big life contrast. is life is way too, like, slow-paced over there. Like, way once you get once pace. you get used to life over here, and yeah. the fast pace of, you know, London, like, the city, and just, bro, I was thinking about it the other day. I was, I was telling myself, like, you can literally, like, walk around London, yeah? And, bro, everybody just looks grumpy. Like, yeah. And the difference over there is, like, you just walk around and everybody just kind of has a smile on their face. <laughs> yeah, I, f- I think I think it's probably different when you go up to the north, Manchester, wherever they might be a bit more happy. But oh, when yeah. it comes to London, you know, it's, it's fast pace. Everyone is on their grind. Everyone's on to the next thing. No one's got time even to, you know, Bro, they, wait out for each other. They, they say, have you have you ever clocked? Like they say, oh, you're right, but they never stick around to hear no, the no, answer. No, it's just they're not here for the answer. That's the thing because, you know, time is of the essence. Like 100%. they they cannot wait for nothing, and they just need to move on as oh, soon as possible. hundred percent. But I think. Another thing to highlight is the fact that um, definitely one thing is that the right decision was made, in my opinion, anyways. I'd say the fact that there's a bigger community of Somalis here, definitely um, flourishing in terms of, you know, business owners, education and everything else. I'd say when 2021 at the moment, I'm seeing so many positive, you know, um, you know, role models at the moment. 100%. In different sectors, booming. You know what I mean? So representation at the moment is actually a really good thing. No, 100%. Uh, compared to maybe when early 2000s where we're still a bit grounded, we're still trying to navigate our way around everything else. But now, I think we're a bit more settled. No, 100%. Do you know what, yeah? Like, what, what was your experience like, um, like just that one-year period that you was in Poland? Like, in contrast, like, you've lived in Holland. Yeah. You, you, you live big in the contrast. UK. What was it like in Poland? Like, you know what? It's a big contrast. And, and to start off with, a lot of people are like, going to be thinking, what? No, what do you mean you was in Poland? A smiley living in Poland. Now, that's what I thought too. Yeah. But the thing is, I went, out, I went out there for work, actually. I went with my brother. 
And um, before I went out there, actually, I, I was trying to get my, you know, trying to see, are there any Somalis in Poland? Really and truly, like, you know. You're doing your so background have, research. Yeah, you know, you do a little bit of background research. Oh, you know, of course, it's Eastern Europe. It's not going to be Somalis like how yeah. it's going to be in UK or any other, you know, uh, Western European country. But then I must have come across a universal, universal um, clip. Somali Universal Group, you know, um, University TV, the University TV clip, yeah. and then uh, it must have been around 2011 or so. And they must have went to Warsaw, uh, which is the capital in Poland, and there's a booming Somali community there. Right. And I, I see Somali shopkeepers, uh, I'm seeing a whole massive community, community center, so I'm seeing a whole transition of how to integrate with the Polish, you know, culture and everything else. That was a massive shock to me. I was like, because wow, w- when I think about it, like obviously, I came to see you, and I was only there for three days. You was there for three days only. But like obviously, I've got my experience of yeah. being there for three days. But you, like, you, li- you lived there for a whole year. Yeah, my take on it is a whole different thing. Yeah. But coming back to the actually that video itself, so you know, I must have seen it. And the funny thing about the whole thing was um, the fact is that um, I think the reason was that there's, I think there's about two thousand Somalis, anyways, that lived in Poland, and especially around the capital and this is due to the fact that they must have had this policy of taking in migrants mm. um i think one of those eu policies but but had to take in the somalis at that point so these are all newcomers that first came into it and i must have been i must have been in a cab a cabbie actually picked me up in krakow one time which is actually funny and he looked at me and said oh where are you from and i said ah i'm from somalia like he goes, oh, you know, I lived in Chicago. So, you know, you get them Polish Americans, anyways. I lived in one night. He said, funny enough, I was actually listening to, um, I was listening to the radio just now, and there was a Somali professor talking on it. I said, Somali professor in Poland. In Poland, I said, what? And then he gave me a back backdrop and everything. And he said, you know what? This Somali professor actually is a, you know, a leading professor in one of those major universities in in Poland. And he's and he's saying, you know what? I was really shocked about how. You know how clear, concise he was in the language itself. He was, you know, proper talking about everything else. But it's the language he was actually, you know, emphasizing on. But I think he was mentioning how this Somali professor was there for what twenty five years or so. So he's there for twenty five years. So see, Somalis, you know, we're all around everywhere. Don't be shocked. Nomads, if, you, if you catch us in, I don't know what country, Vietnam or something. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's. Somalis in Vietnam Bro They touch you know, every corner touch of everywhere. this everywhere I'm even seeing Somalis in Slovakia So what are we doing in Slovakia? Yeah they, <laughs> Do you know what's funny? I actually I, I know a couple of Somalis That speak um, What's that language man? Is it Hindi? No In India um, I wouldn't be surprised No but but they're, fl- they're fluent like, No 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 I know a good couple Like I can go on my phone yeah. And, and I've got six seven numbers Of guys that speak India is not surprising Because I think even the all the Somalis, and it's my dad himself. He lived there for six years. Okay, so he speaks probably Hindi, whatever. Anyways, I know he does because he was there studying. So it shows, anyways, that um, we've been, you know, stop and start. We we go places, anyways. So you know, those nomad, no, historically, those, we're just those, those nomadic values that we have. You know, we just don't like to stay in one place. Or so even even nowadays, we have one of those ones where we. You know, you see an influx of Somalis moving over to Egypt or Turkey or, yeah, so, 100%. or whatever investment opportunities there might be out there or so. But yeah, definitely. Um, I was out there for a year. I think um, the toughest period is probably a month or so. You know, um, 
understanding of everything, what it's like, how how everything, you know, the system. It's all about learning the system so itself. Like how long would so you say it took you to kind of adjust? In all honesty, it took me about five months, i say. Five and months. the reason, yeah, it might sound five crazy, months. But the reason it took me five months, yeah, proper understanding of everything was right, is because I'm working Monday to Friday. I don't have time to go anywhere as much. Um, I was mostly, yeah, I was just going work, go back to the house or so, to the place I was staying at. Um, and the thing is, I went with my brother, yeah, which was actually, I think that's that's probably one of the best experiences I had because it actually matured both of us in that sense. Okay, because. Think about it, you're going from your mom's house now to a whole different country, yeah. And you, it's you and your brother living in a in a place, so you're both, you know, having to mature with is learning how to cook. Cooking was actually a big thing. Yeah, because, uh, I can imagine. <laughs> literally, I went out there. The only thing I knew how to make beans, but I came out learning how to make, you know, pasta, bris, all these things. Yeah, well, one of these you days know, you have to became, host me, man. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I could whip it up for you, man. Don't worry about that. Like, I learned so many things, and I think this is one of those experiences where is is I think a lot of us need to take it in and just go for it. And um, I think it's more leaving that comfort zone that we have. So once you leave that comfort zone, you, you know, you can adjust. What, what are you trying to say? A lot of men are babied. Mm, I'm going to say that. I think some of us are a bit more spoon-fed than others. Yeah. I think uh, this comes down to responsibilities. 100%. And when we're not given those responsibilities, it doesn't allow us to it grow. give us no growth, space to grow in that sense. So I think that's, that's the thing that comes into it, right? So once, you know... I'd say some of us are pampered in the sense where, you know, Hoy does everything for us, you know, when it comes to the cooking, the cleaning, everything. And we just go out to work, we chill and whatnot. But Key, then keyword, some. <laughs> some, no, because I've I've come across some some of the guys where they're patterned, like they've, you know, been living on the, on the, on the one since, you know, at the age of 22 or so. So this doesn't come to any surprise to them. But what was really surprising when I was over there, actually, I came across Somalis actually in Poland. You know, and I, when I was asking, this is actually in Juma prayer, uh, when I went to the mosque, I came across them. And the, surprisingly, these Somalis were from like, actually Somalia. Yeah. They were from um, um, Kenya and all these different countries. And nothing phased them when they were there. It's totally normal. What do you mean? Uh, like, Give an example. When I say normal, I mean like, they were so adjusted to the whole thing in comparison to myself. Like, it, for me, it was like, yeah, but the standing living is so much different here in the UK. So much, so I'm more moaning about it all the time. I say, yeah, UK's bad, but these these are all so much more content. Saying, mate, why is this guy moaning all the time? Yeah, What's yeah, wrong yeah. with this? You know, no, hundred percent. This UK guy just complaining all the time, but they were so much more chilled with everything else. But at the same time, is that I could see with them is they were so much more mature, although it was roughly about the same age. Some were even younger than me, but then you can see the the growth mindset and everything else that they have back home. Yeah. Whereas I think coming back to the spoon fed thing, yeah. that these lot were just a lot more mature from a early age. No, but, but you know what it is? Like, like with the experience that I had, yeah. Oh, those three it, days, it, you Do you, you know what? It, yeah. it, it, it makes sense, isn't it? That you said yeah. five months. First I was thinking, a whole five months yeah. to adjust. But it makes sense because like with me, like what's obviously... Like it wasn't what what the, the main thing was that there wasn't that many black people in general. No, that's so. Thing. I remember we was on a that's tram yeah. at one point, and I'm just looking around, and 
not even just a tram. We went to a restaurant. Yeah? Oh yeah, the restaurant. <laughs> and and I remember like yeah. pe- people are looking at you like, you know, yeah. like your fresh meat, literally, man. Yeah, that's the thing. Even the mall, for instance, yeah, the mall. Yeah. What I done was what what I was what I was doing was I was I was trying to count how many black people that I came across yeah. in the mall, other than us, obviously, and I think it was less than a handful. Literally yeah, less be. than a handful, and it's like you know, like when when when, when two people see each other and, and they know they're yeah. in the same position, you give each other that, that little nod. nod. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that happened to me. I came across some people. Bear in mind that I've I've got to know so many different people from um, from, uh, from work itself. But then again, I got friends from Nigeria, now, Gambia, all these different places now. But at the same time, I know exactly what you mean. The feeling of do you feel like you're being watched all the time, like 100%. all eyes on you? But then again, you need to look at what how it's like for the you know i'd say they're so different to people that live in the uk english folks anyways that is when the polish people there's so much more family oriented i say yeah fact is they like to mind their own business so trust me once they finish work they go straight to the yard they don't kick up they don't chill about nothing like that and when you come another thing is um you have to get rid of the whole you know mindset of are they looking at me? Because if you keep thinking, and I, I did mention that to you when yeah, you first yeah, came yeah. to me, I said, listen, don't don't act like everyone's watching yeah, because yeah. then what happens is you start to get paranoid. And once you get paranoid, you start to lose the plot of it. So 100%. you just got to be chilled about it. But on that just, point yeah. though, about minding their business, yeah. Yeah, they do, what, yeah. What, what made me really realise it, yeah, was the cab journey from obviously the airport when I first landed. Yeah. I jumped in a cab, yeah. This cabbie, there's no hellos, no nothing. No, yeah. they don't do he that. just picks up the suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> he opens the bu- picks up the suitcase and puts it in there. Yeah. But you know, like in the UK, you're used to chatting to the Uber no. driver or whatever and just pass a normal conversation. And I don't know, a, a lot of people could speak English over there. I don't know if that was the um, case. Across I, I'd the whole say year. some can, but you know what the funniest thing down there, yeah, there's no customer service. I'll tell you the funniest thing, yeah, Let, which is crazy. That's what I'm saying. You he didn't want to talk ser- to me. Now they're not about that customer service, right? So I'll give you an example. I went one time to the like, electronic stores, like, you know, a Curry's version. So I went inside there, right? And then I went in there and I'm thinking, okay, I'm gonna get approached without doubt, like, you know, oh, what do you need? No joke. I didn't get approached for a good twenty minutes. And they're all standing there. I'm thinking, what's going on? So I must have um, approached one of them and said, yeah, I'm looking at this phone, et cetera, et cetera, or the different appliances that I needed for the house, wherever that might have been. So I must have went back to my manager and said, you know, like, why is no one, like, coming forward to you? Where's the customer service at? Because, oh, we don't do that down here. Like, it's not like that. People are a bit more, you know, um, I think it's to do with the whole fact that they're still in the transition side of things yeah. when they're coming from the communist side of, you know, just being they're, they're perceived as more cold i'd say yeah and you know there's not much banter chat funny enough though you come across um the polish um uh ones that lived in the uk that is right they'll chat to you trust me i've come across them because i had to pay a fine one time on the tram right and i had to go to the headquarters to to pay that fine lucky enough i came across um a girl she used to live in um in norwich and when she noticed, oh, why are you from London? I say, yeah. Once we got to chat and whatnot, right? She must have written off the fine for me. No and way. I was like, yo, literally, she she wrote off anything, and uh, she said, yeah, don't worry about that. I'll sort it out. But she was actually looking for um, a conversation, and she said, you know, what? I miss the UK. There's a lot more warmth there. Everyone's more chatty. Da da da. So she's looking more for that community aspect and the vibe itself. So um, there's so much things you learn from there, honestly, man. It's um, adapting but more 
the more crucial part is adapting to different cultures and respecting different uh, different people's values and the way they come across right so those are the things if that's the way they operate down there it is what it is like you can't you can't you don't want everything to be the way you want it to be things don't work like yeah, that so when i said you got to adapt you got to adapt things work in the favor though don't get me wrong in the sense of like the mind their own business that means no one bothers you no yeah, joke I'm, I'm i'm walking around what 11 at night no one bothers you see to, obviously don't get me wrong when i first got there i thought you know what this is going to be probably bare racial attacks i'm going to be you know chased down different yeah, places yeah. or whatnot but that wasn't the case yeah. no joke i never got one word nothing people might mind the business don't get um i went to see my friend one time actually he's from gambia and um this was for like a i went there to break my fast of him from yeah. Iran, and he lived he never mentioned he lived in one of those rough blocks down there so i almost got there as oh my days like this is like a state but in krakow and yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm definitely gonna get chased down but it's nothing like that you barely sometimes funny enough you barely see people down there yeah like now do you so, know what? I, I did notice that yeah. i did notice that you, i remember you saying as well like that a lot of them are they're, they're family orientated yeah. so they don't come out of their homes no 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 they're out. literally inside the houses and everything else they don't engage too much and that's just how it is like i had neighbors don't get me wrong which i barely saw in the year but if i do see them it's like hello yeah that's yeah. about it you know what i mean that's what it was yeah no at first that, that, that cabbie he spooks me out <laughs> nah man i told you like that's just how it's gonna be like so those three days it must have been eye-opener for you don't get me wrong no 100 it was interesting but i could just because of how they like, how they are as people like they just mind their own business like i could see myself going back there no no, no it's actually I, I tell a lot of people about it in krakow especially it's great to go there in the summer for three days no joke for long weekends it's much very cheaper cheap though. very cheap just this is the thing people don't do no joke a free course meal down there is what 15 pounds bro like you're chilling <laughs> no, I, I clocked it with yeah. um with the bolt like bro yeah. i, I was using bolt yeah yeah nothing went out of my car it felt like, like nothing at all bolt journey yeah no joke i got so used to it taking to work sometimes right it must have taken what like sometimes like three pounds literally and when it's three pounds you get a bit too used to it but obviously like after a while i said you know what let me just start taking the i think uh, public transport so public transport the tram the bus and everything else for the month it came about to 30 pounds or so so i was like yeah let me just take that let me yeah. integrate a bit more no 100 percent, 100 percent. it made sense man but um but yeah no nah, to be honest like that's like when i came to visit you one yeah. of those nights that that was definitely the, the decider that yo this podcast yeah. has to we have to kick start this at some point the minute you're back so yeah like he no no definitely i think uh we agreed on that definitely when once we you know let me settle back and everything else and once you know i get everything you took your way. time though. now i had you know with circumstances man that's life innit? you know, yeah, no, 100%. You know what i'm saying like you get different circumstances the pandemic's going on working from home and all these things so it takes a toll on you and everything else but um you know yeah, once no. now like we said earlier, you know how many takes this stuff takes. Yeah, yeah. You do yeah. loads of takes. Hundred percent production side of things. It's not 100%. as easy as, as it looks, but you know, yeah, shout do, out to those ones do, that do make content is? out there. You do, know what do, I mean? do you know what it is? I'll be honest with you. Yeah, like you know that I've I've, I've made content. Like whether it yeah. was you know football compilations like back like seven, eight, nine years ago. Like I've always kind of like loved making content. Yeah, but this is the first time that I've put my face on anything. Yeah. So you have to understand like there's just like coming up with an idea and then executing it a lot of people just ponder on the idea part and they, they don't actually take the step and it you know it is is 
it takes a lot to take that step. Yeah, it does. Literally. Execution is like, key, man. Execution honestly, is key. Like, it, comes, I, it comes to the point where literally you just mentioned is, listen, loads of people have different ideas, but executing, then now, that I think that's probably the toughest part. When 100%. It 100%. Putting yourself out there. Yeah. So clicking that record button. Record. Like, uh, making sure that, um, you know, the planning stages of it right now you know we planned about a good eight episodes anyways but you know um it's not just that we're gonna go off the cuff like today for example yeah. today is off the cuff actually. um it's more of an introduction based um i'd say episode just to get to know us a bit more and um from there on from there on we can definitely then hopefully yeah yeah no we'll get better at like, episodes, I'd say. like i don't know about you but I, I'm not used to speaking on a mic or like yeah, I, I was never it's the so type even in school like, I was never the yeah. type you know like to to be on a stage or yeah. take part in no drama same. you know like no drama I was the introvert person I was the quiet one no, I never used to speak nothing I used to be more of the yeah I was the person that you know was at the back more listening to people whereas like no, 100%. Well, I think as as the years go by anyways there's more growth in that sense and then you become like show a bit more and then yeah you come to the stage no, hundred I mean, percent, and and you know it is like we're we're obviously gonna get more comfortable as the episodes go on. As, as the episodes go by, we get a bit more comfortable, um, and definitely, I think the execution will be a lot better. But at the same time, we have really good guests coming up. Then, and yeah. you know, it's gonna be a lot more engaging. And hopefully, the most important thing is definitely is that we want to make sure that the content that we produce, and this is the whole point that we started off with, is that it's gonna be a lot more. Inf- information based and more educational aspect of making sure that we have those key guests in yeah 100 percent. and having like the, the thing is is like for instance i've seen on twitter like i said before like good you know like i've seen good tweets good threads and whatnot but we need kind of audio based content yeah that's you know like yeah. like it, what it will do is it will just kind of it'll start dialogue like we can we can kind of release an episode, give our viewpoints, you know, have a professional person there, like from a specialized field, yeah. and like we can, you know, like discussions can start from there. Someone might have an, a complete different viewpoint or you know things to add. So yeah. literally, we've got comment sections and stuff like that for that, you know. Yeah, yeah look, don't get me wrong. Like we're not, we're not we're not inviting the trolls and whatnot to come and kill us off and that. But this is all about. Um, open dialogue and you know um championing our communities and everything else so this is nothing to you know this this is we're not we're not taking personal shots out there you know what i mean so it's more to do with the fact that is that we're actually trying to you know bring out good content positive content and just like not try and focus on the negatives as much as much but also like if you know Finding solutions to issues, you know, yeah, like within think, the community. I think, I think that's that's literally it, solutions. And getting rid of ebb culture and stuff like yeah. that, man. Literally. But I, um, I think solution base is, is key. I think that's that's when you have guests that really know what they're talking about and that is the actual field. But then you have conversations around that. 100%. And then it, it makes people think, Okay, you know what, I wasn't aware of this beforehand, but this really, you know, made 100%. me think. And even with stories, like people sharing, you know, like personal stories and whatnot, like you you can take anything, you know, from. Yeah, I agree. You could, one could be going through, you know, a similar traumatic experience to someone else. And you've got someone here who's, who's on the other side of it, you know, like who's come out stronger out of, you know, a situation. So there's, there's a lot to take from anybody's story, you know. 
No, there's a lot today, but then we have loads of different stories from the uh, diaspora itself, like Somalis. You know, you know how we are. You know, where where we we tend to bust jokes, where where we're easygoing people. Majority of the time that is anyways, but uh, <laughs> so that that's one thing um, which, which is great about us. So hopefully, yeah, it's all about bringing great content. A hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. But yeah, like, what are you feeling like? Um, yeah, so obviously, like this was this was kind of like a light introductory episode, yeah. and um, like I said before, like it's just kind of like a taster, like just to outline yeah. about ourselves and whatnot. So. As seasons go on, as the season goes on, inshallah, we'll have Shana, proper, yeah. you know, like proper structured episodes. Yeah, really structured. Yeah, like d- delving into, you know, um, you know, specific issues yeah. and having professional people on. So yeah, do do you think we've covered? Like, we've yeah, I think I think um, like we said, this is just an introduction based episode. Um, make sure you, um, l- um, you know, like with the next episode, like yeah. the, what I was thinking was. Um, um, Literally, we can do the episode on like how Somalis climbed up the social ladder. Yeah, that's definitely that's one to look out for. So uh, we're talking, we're going to be talking about social mobility. We're going to be talking about different, you know, we're talking about um, the educational side of it. We're going to be talking so many different things when it comes to representation media. But 100%. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go into no, too much of it. But definitely, when I say look out for the next episode, hundred percent. And obviously, yeah. like personal stories of like, for instance. Yeah. When you know, like Somalis were not rated, yeah, you know, like exactly. early years of school, no, early, stuff, years, like, early ratings, years ratings, and you know, and that's 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 the whole point of the next episode. It's about um, you know how how did how did we climb up that 100%. ladder? You know, early two thousands where we're not really seen, we're still settling into the communities, 100%. we're still trying to gain our, you know, I'm trying to say like uh, we're still trying to understand what the system is like to so how we are now. Fast forward into 2021, 100%. and what it's like. So uh, definitely. Yeah, so I'd say like uh, stay, stay tuned, stay locked in, and uh, follow us on our journey with uh, Hoya Matala podcast. This is episode one, and look out for episode two. But what you can do in the meantime is you can follow our follow our Twitter, our Instagram, and just stay up to date with us. And subscribe to the YouTube. Like the, the support is always needed. Yeah, listen, support, man. Come on, like this. this so the whole support point. is always needed. This one thing I always want to say: like, subscribe, share. You know, I'm trying to say all of that, all, all of, that, of that, all of that, all of that. Hit up and yeah, all of that. Yeah, let's go so from just there. just follow us on our journey. But yeah, that's that's, that's it. I guess it. that's a wrap.